welcome to the third session in our series, Lost and Found. You know, so far, we've really had two introductory sessions. We took our first session to help us get a shift of perspective, to realize that loss isn't always a negative thing. And Jesus said, if you lose your life, you will find it. You see, in this context, loss is a positive and very powerful thing. Because in John chapter 12, Jesus said, it's only when a seed falls to the ground and dies that it will produce a harvest and many seeds. Allowing God to help us lose our fleshly nature will produce a harvest of His nature in us, which can then flood through us onto others. And that's the life He wants us to find. And then in our last session, we talked about a few keys to really help us with this. We saw that we need to recognize every day that there is a battle within us between our flesh and the Spirit of God, and we choose who will win. And then we saw that a personal revelation of the love of God empowers us to win that battle. When we know that Jesus loves us so much, that He gave His life for us, and He dwells within us by His Spirit to help us and give us victory over our flesh, that makes it so much easier to trust that He's got us. He will take care of us because He loves us so much. And then, thirdly, we saw that this is always a process of dying to the flesh. It's not something that usually just happens in an instant, and it's not something that we can do on our own. But we talk to God about it, and we let Him guide our process so His fruit will be produced in our lives. Those three keys are so important. And now, as we move forward in this series, we are going to see how they continually come into play as we begin to talk about specific things that are part of this fleshly nature that we all need to lose because they will prevent us from discovering the life God created us to find. But first, I want to take a moment to talk about our fleshly nature. You know, maybe you're listening and you're thinking, what's wrong with my fleshly nature? Isn't this the way God made me? Why do I need to lose it? Remember in our last session, we read from Romans chapter 8, and we saw the battle between our sinful fleshly nature and the Spirit of God within us. When Scripture refers to our fleshly nature, it's referring to our fallen human nature, which is rebellious against God. It's the nature we inherited from Adam and Eve. Yeah, thank you very much for that. When they sinned in the garden, sin entered the world and spread to all mankind, spread to me, spread to you. And the Bible also tells us that the human heart is deceitful above all things. You know, the Apostle Paul even said, in my flesh, nothing good dwells. Sometimes people think that when they become a Christian, the fleshly nature just leaves. It just disappears. But sorry to say, I have news for you. It's still there. It is still within us. But the good news is that we no longer need to be ruled or controlled by it. 
Now the Spirit of God dwells within us and empowers us to conquer our sinful fleshly nature. But we have to choose to cooperate with the Spirit of God to allow that to happen. The choice is ours. It's up to us. Our fleshly nature involves so many different things and different tendencies. And in this series, we couldn't begin to talk about all of them, but we are going to talk about a few specific areas of our fleshly nature that we all need to let God help us lose. And today, we are going to talk about something that our fleshly nature loves to gravitate to, and that is fear. I want to start with fear because very often our unwillingness to surrender other areas of life really boils down to fear. For example, maybe we don't want to surrender some habits or lifestyle choices because we're afraid of missing out. We're afraid of not being accepted. Maybe we don't want to surrender some unhealthy friendships because we're afraid of hurting their feelings or afraid of what they'll think about us. You see, fear underlies so many things. Now, we need to recognize that fear will come. We will all deal with fear. The Bible wouldn't tell us approximately 365 times not to fear if fear wasn't going to come. But we also need to recognize that fear is in direct opposition to God and His ways. So, now we see the conflict, right? Our flesh is on one side wanting to grab a hold of the fear, and the Spirit of God is on the other side saying, Fear not! Be strong and courageous! I am with you wherever you go! And we are standing in the middle with the opportunity to choose. I want us to look at both of these sides today, but let's first talk about the side of our flesh, our flesh wanting to grab a hold of fear, okay? Our fleshly nature loves to worry and replay negative thoughts over and over in our mind. And it's so easy to slip into that place, but it's a dangerous place because fear it will blind us from seeing as God sees. We won't see the good that God sees when we're focused on the negative things that just might happen. And as a result, fear will keep us from moving forward with God. Fear will prevent us from finding that harvest of hope and faith and peace working in our lives. And therefore, it will prevent us from being a vessel that God can flood His hope and faith and peace through onto others. Instead, fear will produce a very different kind of harvest in our lives. And when we give ourselves over to fear by continually dwelling on all the negative things and the what ifs and the what might happens, it can open a door to so many other things. And I want to take a few moments just to talk about two of those things, which we've probably all experienced at one time or another. The first one is controlling behavior. 
If we examine our lives and ask God to show us if there's any area we are trying to control, most often we will discover that there's fear underlying that controlling behavior. Let's think of some examples. If we're afraid of what people will think, it will drive us to be perfectionists and control our image in others' eyes. Control very often keeps the focus on ourselves, making sure things look the way we want them to look, making sure things work out the way we want them to work out. If we have fear for our safety, it can cause us to take control by limiting where we go, even limiting our modes of transportation that we use. Control will restrict our lives and really cause our lives to shrink. If we're afraid we're not good enough for God, it can cause us to take control and become obsessed with works to prove our value to God. You see how we can so easily slip into controlling behavior when there's underlying fear. Maybe you're thinking right now, I'm not a controlling person. Okay, well, let me ask you, do you ever just take matters into your own hands? That's taking control and we've all done it. And very often we do it because we're afraid God won't come through for us. We're afraid he won't answer our prayers. So we better just make it happen on our own. And so often we get in God's way. I don't know about you, but I have been there. And this is nothing new. We see it over and over in the Bible. So many examples of people who did this. Let's just think about one of those examples. How about Sarah? After waiting a long time for God to come through, she was afraid. She was too old to have a child. She was afraid what God promised wasn't really true, that he wouldn't really do what he said. So she told Abraham, just go ahead and sleep with my maidservant Hagar to have a child. She took matters into her own hands and created all kinds of problems as a result. When we accept fear, we can so easily become controlling and get in God's way and even create a mess of things if we're not careful. So fear can produce that controlling behavior. But another thing that fear can produce is paralysis. When we dwell on fear, we become stuck, afraid to make decisions, afraid to take action. I've been there, how about you? When I was young, I was so afraid to step out into anything new. I was afraid to try out for anything in school. I was afraid to make new friends. I thought, oh, I'm just shy. That's just the way I am. But God showed me it was based in fear of what people thought of me, and it paralyzed me for years. Paralysis might seem like the other end of the spectrum from controlling behavior, but both are based in fear. When we choose to live in fear, we will produce a harvest contrary to God and His ways. When we choose to live in fear, we will prevent God from working in our lives. And as a result, we will prevent Him from flooding through us 
onto others. All right, so now we've seen what happens over on this side when we give into our flesh and our flesh wanting to grab a hold of fear. But now let's come over and look at this side, the side of the Spirit of God wanting us to lose the fear and find a harvest of His nature. When we come over to this side, you know, we're simply just letting God be involved in our process. So instead of dwelling on the negative and everything that could happen and just might happen, we can bring the fear to God in prayer and be honest and transparent with Him. Remember Jesus' raw, honest transparency before He was led away to be crucified? When He said, Father, if there's any other way, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You see, God wants us to come to Him in complete honesty, just like that. We can pour out our fears to Him. And remember, that's what opens the door and invites Him to get involved. And we need to also remember that prayer is a two-way conversation. It's not just us pouring out our heart, but then we also need to listen to what He says. He may speak to our hearts, but did you know one of the greatest ways He speaks to us is through His Word. So we need to open our Bibles. We need to let God speak to us and remind us of His promises. Help us see what He sees and think how He thinks. Because His Word tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And then in Romans 8, 28, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And then 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. We need to remember the power of the word. Jesus overcame the temptations of the enemy in the wilderness with the word of God. And the same is true for us. We overcome the enemy and we overcome the temptations of our sinful fleshly nature by believing and declaring the word of God. So we need to be reading the word and meditating on it and meditating on God's love for us. And then we'll know that we don't have to be afraid. He's got us. He'll take care of us. And no matter what may be going on around us, we will have the confidence like David did and be able to say, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because my God is with me and he loves me. And we'll see the power of 1 John 4:18 that says, perfect love drives out fear. We will literally see fear be driven out of our lives. But we'll also see far more than that. When we meditate on the word and truly believe the word, it becomes alive in us and it produces a great harvest. Faith grows within us. We become full of hope. The peace of God floods our heart because we trust him. I have seen it over and over in my own life. And then 
you know, it happens that faith, that hope, that peace will then flood through us to encourage others around us. When we're willing to partner with the Spirit of God to lose the fear of our flesh, the fear that our fleshly nature wants to grab a hold of and hold on to, then we find the life that God created us to find, a life that is so full of Him. So, we've seen these two paths, we've seen two different outcomes, and we get to choose. What a privilege. I want to lose the ways of my flesh and find more and more of God's power at work in me. Don't you? But if we don't make a conscious choice, if we don't choose to come to God and let him be involved in our process, you know what happens? Our flesh makes the choice for us. So we need to continually choose to let God be involved in everything, in every detail of our lives. Girls, it's an ongoing process. We don't just talk to God about it once. No, we talk to him about it over and over and over. And every time that fear tries to grip us, it's a new opportunity to choose to let the spirit triumph over our flesh. And we continually choose the ways of the spirit by continually bringing our fears to him and letting him speak to us by meditating on his word, walking out the process with him. Then that continual process, it produces a greater and greater and greater harvest of God's nature in us, which will then flood through us onto others. That's the life God wants us to find. That's the life we will find. I want to pray for you before we conclude. Father, right now, I just pray for every woman watching this session. Lord, first, I pray that by your spirit, you would just reveal to us areas where maybe we have just accepted fear. Areas where we've given in to fear and maybe without even realizing it. Lord, make those things so clear to us. And God, I pray that you would help us to be women who would rise up and say, I am not just giving into that any longer. I am choosing to let you be involved, God. I'm bringing it to you. God, I want to see victory over fear in my life, over my flesh gravitating to fear. So God, may we be women who involve you in the process, bringing our fears to you, listening to your wisdom, digging into your word and your promises, meditating on your love and recognizing that because you love us so much, we don't need to fear. You've got us. You will take care of us. And God, I pray that as we walk out that process with you, that we will see a harvest of more and more of your nature and your fullness produced in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, I have to tell you, 
I am super excited about our next session together because I am going to be having someone join me who's going to share a powerful testimony of how she put these principles to work in her life and what she saw as a result. You don't want to miss it, all right? Now, stay tuned for some discussion questions.